Confidate, and welcome to another episode of A Fistful of Talent. I'm your host, Jonah Gancharfres. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm excited about today's guest because, um, uh, you know, he's visiting, he's, he was born and raised on Guam, but he's visiting and he's here to share with us um, his talents and, and, you know, especially with uh, Guam having such a big, um, I think it's it's definitely growing as far as um, you know, storytelling and, 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 you know, production and filmmaking. And, um, so I think he's here at a right time where his expertise and his guidance can really help those that are really wanting to move forward in, in that kind of industry. So I have with me Patrick Hogan, half a day. Half a day. How's it going? Uh, doing great. And thank you so much for coming in and taking the time out to, to do this, um, you know, uh, I know you're here for for a few workshops. Um, why don't we start off with that? Like, what uh, brought you to Guam? B- brought you back to Guam? Well, I'm 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 coming back on this trip for a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm doing the workshop with the AAUW on uh, the use of video in social media and branding. Um, kind of like what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it used to be you needed a lot of very expensive equipment and and distribution. Uh, pipelines to get your work out into the world mm-hmm. and being here on Guam especially when I was a little kid growing up you didn't have that you didn't yeah. have access to the equipment you didn't have access to the ability to then get it out in the world that's all changed oh definitely. now everybody <laughs> you know can take a picture it's fair game <laughs> and 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 everybody in the entire world can see it instantly yes um so uh the workshop was to basically try to share some of the things I've learned working in LA um for how you can help your brand or your business um, whether it's a personal endeavor or a company, and try to incorporate more video uh, into your online presence or, uh, you know, whether you have social media mm-hmm. or just an internet website or anything like that, how to use video um, both aesthetically and then, like, breaking it down, like, what do you actually need equipment-wise to to make videos to kind of help spruce up and grab more um Attention! It's a crowd. The, the the good news is everybody can have a social media site. The bad news is everybody has a <laughs> social media site. So how do you make yours stand, stand out? And more and more people are using video uh, nowadays with the bandwidth. Now you can put up really high quality, nice looking video mm-hmm. on your site. So I thought maybe that would be something fun to help um, bring back to Guam. Not that the information isn't out there, but yeah. maybe I I've consolidated some of it <laughs> over all my years, and I can kind of quickly give everybody some pointers on where to 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 go from there. And you know, the thing is though that you could talk actually um you can have so many different workshops because you know looking over your resume I mean there's so many things that you have done and accomplished and and um you know when you're talking in these workshops I think it will really entice people here like you mentioned you know when people think Guam they think it's a, you know it's small and they're they're so um you know that that there's there's little hope for them to kind of move forward if they're stuck on on you know on the island, um, but you know you bring the information here, um, especially the things that you have done so far um, in your career. Um, you know what I guess have you always been in, into? Because um, I know at GCC you graduated with um, in computer, computer science. Yes, so yeah. I mean it was. Was something was it something that you kind of fell into as far as like, um, f- you know, filmmaking and doing like sound editing and things like that, or was it um, just something that you were always fascinated with? I'm I'm one of those weird kids, or was one of those weird kids who ended up working professionally 
in the the job or the career they dreamed about. Like mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do this. Uh, back back in the eighties here on Guam, uh, before all the technology existed, I was making videos using uh, two VHS. Uh, throwing uh, it way VCRs back. <laughs> where you you hit play on one and hit record on the other. That's how I would edit the the movies together. Um, and yeah, and there were no you know there was no AV clubs mm-hmm. or any kind of things like that at the schools. You know, I did computer science because that was kind of the closest uh, major at GCC that you could get to you know making movies or or anything uh, creative like that. Um, and then um, and and I loved music and I. Um, Worked at KUAM mm-hmm. uh, back in the 80s as a DJ in the, in the weekends while I was in high school. And then when I went off, I went off to school and, and majored in film. Uh, came back and worked on Guam for many years. And then I finally, I got, I decided to, to go for it. And so I applied to one of the, you know, the top film school in the country. And I tricked them into letting me in. Uh, <laughs> so, so I flew to L.A., didn't know anybody in L.A., mispronounced the names of all the streets. I was totally, you know, the new guy in town. But because I had that radio background, I also started doing sound work while I was in film school. Nice. And one of the things that, that that USC, which is where I went to film school, uh, does, but I think is great, is they say, look, yeah, everybody wants to be the next Spielberg. Mm-hmm. But while you're here, we're going to force you to learn one of the other trade skills. Like, you can, as many as you want, but we're going to force you to, to, to do one of them. Um, because, you know... Even a Spielberg movie needs all those other roles, exactly. you know, to be done. Um, so because I had a background in sound, I did sound on a film that won the Student Academy Award, which nice. got me some notice. And I started, while I was still in film school, I started getting offers to do paid work on sound. And I'm like, wait a second here. I'm making money already. <laughs> doing is, something I doing, like. <laughs> doing something I like. And, and uh, so I just naturally moved right into doing sound. So, um, you know, that's kind of I say that's you know that's how I pay my bills, uh, doing sound for t- and 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 I eventually worked my way into TV, which is good because TV kind of right now is kind of where it's at. I mean, yeah. in oh, in yes. in LA in Hollywood, we're making making way more television uh, than we are movies now. That's where you know with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon mm-hmm. and now Apple TV and I mean they're making a lot of content, a lot of good content. Yeah. It's so exciting. Get, it's an exciting time to be in 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 such an industry. Yeah, um, you know. When you were mentioning too, where you finally just decided to to go for it, and you know, um, I guess what was the, what was that push for you, in terms of you know what I'm gonna apply well, for this. Festival? I think one was, I mean, on, on one side, I was nervous to move to LA just to move, just to move, <laughs> just to move, and then try to find work, not knowing anybody, having no mm-hmm. connections. You know, this was pre-internet, pre-social media. I was nervous about taking that big of a leap. All on on my own without it. So so I thought, well, if I if I go to film school, not only will I get some good education in filmmaking, and, and but it'll hopefully make and it worked. It got me contacts. Mm-hmm. You know, my my first um, union job was a referral from actually the professor who um, was my sound professor when I did that film that won the uh, Student Academy Award. So it was a way to and and I just you know I've always felt that you know education is important and mm-hmm. and you know I can always teach you know I have a de- my degree so I can always be a professor at some point if I want to you know slow life down <laughs> and give back you know and teach the next generation some of the stuff that I've learned uh so I I decided that I'd apply to film school and then cross my, and, and who knows maybe if I hadn't got in I still would have made the leap I don't know but luckily I got in and so I I took that route you know, one thing people always ask me is, do you have to go to film school? And I'm like, no, you don't. There's many different 
routes. routes. Yeah. And on Guam now, do you have to leave Guam? I would say not even necessarily you have to leave Guam because with, again, with the equipment, you know, the way it is now and your access to promoting your own product online, you know, you don't necessarily have to leave Guam to make good films and get a following and get a big audience. You know, you could always start here and then use that as a springboard if you want to, you know, move somewhere else. But you don't even have to move. I think you could have a career making movies right here on Guam. Because, you know, you were mentioning, too, when you at the time when you were going to high school, there wasn't, you know, the clubs or the, 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 the social media platforms that we have now. And then now you're seeing, like, these high schools have these specific classes and courses. Um, you know, you have things like the Guam International Film Festival, and you have um, even courses at the University of Guam that are specifically about, you know, filmmaking and, and, and everything. And um, there's such a growing... Uh, interest here like you're seeing younger and younger and then with phones these days that are so yes, <laughs> like you can do it all on your phone all you need is a phone crazy. now <laughs> it's so crazy but it, like you mentioned and I think that's something that maybe um, especially like the, the, the younger ones or those that are kind of you know very interested in trying to get into it hearing you say that you don't have to necessarily leave Guam to, to kind of you know yeah. do what you want to do but it's a that's great yeah and and when you're mentioning too how you started off in, um, you know, as a sound editing and, and things like that, it's kind of like how like you know as when you're in the culinary world where, you know, people start at, I won't say like at the bottom, sound editing is at the bottom, but you know you work your way in to just kind of get your foot in, get those connections, and then you know, sure, you know, yes. you, you become the yeah. executive Well, I chef. say, you know, so so my, my short film, which is playing at the Guam International Film Festival, that's the other reason I'm here, is mm-hmm. it's playing at the festival. Um, you know, I joke that, you know, my film sounds really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to brag or anything. But I also say that, that had I did, you know, they're like, I like say, had I not known myself, I couldn't have afforded to pay myself <laughs> to, to do the sound on this film. You know what I mean? Like, the connections I have made in L.A. in various areas allowed me to make the film for a low budget, but make it at a very high quality because I had a lot of those mm-hmm. connections and stuff. But here on Guam, you could probably do the same thing. You know, you meet people and you network. And, you know, I bet there are people here who are interested in doing sound and film and TV. And there, are, I'm sure there are many people who are interested in being a cinematographer. So, you know, you could make those same connections here and kind of create those those filmmaking groups uh, here. And then the other thing that's, that's great is I've also noticed uh, since I left that theater programs yes. have really uh, taken off in Guam. You know, when I was, again... Making my little films, I just had my friends acting them, and and no offense to any of my friends who might be listening to this, but, you know they weren't very good. Uh, but now you actually have theater, musical theater mm-hmm. programs and stuff, and so you have, you know, you know you have access now to to acting talent on island who can act in your films if you're making a you know fictional narrative yeah. film that didn't exist before. And then we, now we too, I think we, I believe we have a Guam film office, you know, with, and so I mean that's. Yeah. And I know that yeah, they've brought some films out here to film. Oh yes, yes, yeah. with with Netflix and everything. So I mean, like yeah, like you mentioned, it's 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 crazy to to see now, like just how much it's expanded and grown in terms of you know accessibility and things. Um, I definitely wanted you to talk about uh, your film. Um, I guess what? How did you? How did the idea come about to? Sure. So make that leap. So I've made a couple films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, coming out of film school, I did a thesis film, which um, was a romantic comedy called Business Card, 
it actually was the first student film ever purchased by airlines to play, you know, when they started having the on-demand video content on airlines. I, I like to think that's because my film was really good, but I also, well, maybe most student films are very dark and depressing. I had, I had the one happy student film. It was a romantic comedy. It's the kind of thing you'd want to watch on an airplane, not something very dark and existential and depressing. Uh, and then um, in 2008, I had a feature film come out called Pope Dreams, which aired on Lifetime. And then out of that, the success of that, um, a writing partner and I, we started writing scripts like for Hollywood. Um, but none of them got made. Mm -hmm. So we wrote two scripts for two different producers. And it was kind of cool because, you know, one of the scripts got, got read by Will Ferrell, which is all exciting. Yeah, and stuff. Yes, and I was of like, course. You know, he's read my stuff. That's exciting. And we had a script that um, uh, the guy I'm blanking on his name right now, um, Matthew Fox, who mm -hmm. starred in the TV show Lost, Lost he was going to yes. star in it. And that was very exciting. But none of them ever got made. So um, in 2016, I was like, okay, you know what? I need just, I'm going to go back to to making my own mm -hmm. films again. Um, especially, but even between 2008 and 2016, the leaps in technology um, got to the point where I'm like, okay, I can, make, I can make a film and carry my vision across and I won't have to compromise. Yeah. Even if I don't have millions and millions of dollars. So um, I'd always wanted to make a science fiction film. So the first one was a romantic comedy. The second one was a quirky coming of age uh, story. And so I was like, okay, now it's time for me to start my science fiction uh, adventure. So I came up with this idea. Um, all of my films are based around what does it mean to be human? What, what does it mean to, to connect with other people and be really alive? Um, you know, the first one was about dating. Mm -hmm. The second film was about a 19-year-old realizing what life is really about. And so now I thought, okay, now I'm going to spin all the way to the other direction. Now I'm going to go... Uh, a, a woman alone in the post-apocalyptic desert, you know, after <laughs> society and the world has ended, who's all alone. And is that really a life to live? You know, are you really alive if you're all alone? So I came up with this idea of what if she fell in love with someone who didn't exist and then had to choose between continuing to live in the real world, but alone or dying, but being with this, you know, fictional VR person that she's fallen in love with you know, for whatever time she has left. Like, what would you choose? What's more important? A shorter time with someone you love or continuing on with your life alone? None. And that's kind of the story area. So it's science fiction, but it's, it's not an action film. It's a, it's a romantic uh, drama. And then, you know, I, not I, I noticed, too, that it had won um, um, awards at... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's doing pretty well. It's, it, it's done very well at the genre film festivals. Uh, you know, they appreciate science fiction and they don't, discriminate against it. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't go, well, it's, it's science fiction, so it's not real. Um, so it's, yeah, it's done really well. We've won uh, now eight best film awards, two audience awards, which the audience awards are, to me are the special ones yeah. because that's the people who showed up to the film festival yep. said, you know, we enjoyed your film a lot. And that to me is the most important. I mean, the juries and, and having the judges like your film, but sure. I make movies for the people who come into the theater and sit down and watch it, not reviewers and stuff. So when the audience says we liked your film, to me that's the most cherished of all the awards we've won. And then we won a bunch of Best Acting Awards for the lead actress. She's a really great actress. I lucked into getting her. Uh, her name's Katie Savoy. She's amazing. And then we've won a couple technical awards. Like we won Best Score, Best Cinematography. Again, being in LA all these years, I've developed a <laughs> Rolodex of really good people that I can call up. None of these people I think would have done this film if, you know, if they didn't know me, you know. Uh, for for how much I paid them, which is little to none. <laughs> <laughs> they all took a steep discount. 
uh, to work on the film. And then a lot of people who worked on the film, you know, oftentimes with these types of films, you, you do what you call, you have them work up, which mm -hmm. is uh, if you're a second AC, you offer them first AC. And they'll do it for less money than they would have wanted otherwise because it gives them a chance to move up and get a credit one level higher, you know. So you're letting everybody kind of work one level up um, at what they do to get that extra experience. But they're all still very talented and, and, and hardworking. And I think we did a good job. Awesome. And, you know, um, going back to your workshops, you know, for who would you say that the, these workshops would be ideal for, um, especially given the topic um, well, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, I intentionally wanted to make the workshop that would cover a wide mm -hmm. array of people. So we'll be talking, for those who kind of already have done some video for their, you know, whatever it might be, that, you know, we'll get more technical in the second half about, you know, what kind of equipment I recommend and, and kind of I'll break down like, you know, like the, like the no budget the low budget, the medium budget. And then I'll go ahead and I'll show the high budget just so we can all laugh <laughs> at how great it would be to have all this equipment because it's even the equipment I wish I had. I'm like, here's, you know, the dream. Uh, so I'll, so for those who want that kind of information, like, you know, I, what kind of mic should I buy or mm -hmm. what kind of camera d would be good for what I'm doing? I'll touch on that. But I'll also be touching on just, you know, um, at the very beginning of the workshop, we'll be touching on, you know, developing a brand. And one of the things I've learned working in Hollywood is people, when people think of a brand, they think of a product, yeah. right? Yeah. Coca-Cola, mm -hmm. you know, Toyota, you know, they think of branding as far as a company that has a product that they're selling. But in, in Hollywood, what I learned is, is you as an individual need to have a brand if you want to succeed. And that can be, you can have a company or it can just be you as an individual mm -hmm. trying to get hired. You know, you could, you could be an accountant and looking for an accounting job, you know, having a brand for yourself to help sell yourself um, to potential employers is just as important as a big company having a brand to try to sell the product to consumers. So we'll talk a little bit about trying to, you know, figure out what you're, so if you're, if you have a company, mm -hmm. that's useful, but also if you're just, you know, you have your own, you want to start your own vlog or social media thing or be a YouTube or whatever, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, honing in on, you know, what is it about you? That's going to make people, before we get to the technical stuff, yeah. what is it about you and your brand that will catch people's attention? And so I'm trying to make it broad so that it would, so that could apply to people who are just wanting to like get into it for, for fun or for personal yeah. use. Or if you have, you're starting up your own company or you have a company and you're trying to have an idea, get an idea of yeah, like, how to spruce up your website or get a bigger social media presence. I've a lot of what I'll be sharing I've learned just recently because I've been trying myself to work on my brand and get my social media game up. <laughs> you know, as it as it was a lot of people, my, you know, my my teenagers, you know, <laughs> told me they're like, Dad, you're not on Instagram. I'm like, no, I'm like, oh, mm, you got to get on Instagram. You're falling behind. So I've been working. So a lot of what I'll be sharing, I've I've learned more uh, recently. So I'm trying to make it so that anybody who has any interest in, you know, how to use social media uh, for their brand or and then to, to use video specifically as a tool on it would be of use. You know, and, and being in such an industry, do you, are there people that you kind of look uh, up to or kind of um, or play a big influence in, in, in what you do as far as, you know, whether it be writing or directing or... Oh, as filmmaker? Yes. Yeah, um, well... Uh, it's funny. I don't think he's a very good director, and I don't think he's a very good writer, which is going to sound weird. <laughs> um, but uh, George Lucas, Star mm -hmm. Wars blew my mind as a kid. And I think as a visionary of entertainment, he's like 
the king. You know, and don't mm. even get me started on his merchandising <laughs> skills. <laughs> As a writer director, he's a little you know. Now that I've learned the craft, I'm like he's a little weak. But um, just the vision to come up with these stories, and the great thing is his stories, although it's science fiction and you know lightsabers and sort of stuff, his stories were really still again about about humanity and connection. And if you think about it, you know the arc of the first three movies. Spoiler alert: is the redemption of the bad guy through the love of the sun who actually sees the good that's still in them and says, I, I recognize you for, you know, you know, that kind of stuff that you don't think about because it's science fiction. That's why yes. I love science fiction because you're not, you know, you're not, it's not being spoon fed to you like an after school special. Mm -hmm. It's being hidden within the allegory of the science fiction. But you know, I mean the, 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 the original George Lucas star Wars story was, yeah, the redemption of the father through the son. Um, so I love that. And then just as from a, a more, as a, uh, as I got older, Cameron Crowe, yeah. his writing and his uh, directing. I love all of his films. Um, I've always wanted to follow in his footsteps and make movies like he does because um, they're funny, mm -hmm. but they're very touching. And, you know, I was like, if I can make people good cry, that's my favorite. When I can make them good cry, <laughs> then I... Oh, I do that and too I think, of like reporting too. Whatever. Yeah, I can precisely. Get <laughs> yeah, precisely. When you, that new, you know, uh, the new stories that like touch your heart mm -hmm. and it's some story about, you know, the little kid who gave up all his money to do something good and you're like, oh, and you start crying. But it's not like, it's not like crying like, oh, the world sucks. It's like, oh, yeah. I have hope. So when I can, when I can give them a good cry, uh, I think that I've succeeded. <laughs> You know, and then for, you know, um, the purpose of this podcast, too, um, that I started it, it was, it was to offer a platform for those that, um, you know, maybe had ideas or, or dreams that they aspire to, but, you know, are kind of scared to take that leap. Um, you know, what advice would you give? I mean, because obviously taking that leap, going to L.A., um, you know, not really establishing connections yet. I mean, what would you say to to kind of motivate them into into may, maybe taking that leap in whatever they decide to pursue? Mm -hmm. Because I know that there are you know bumps along the road, and maybe some people can get easily discouraged. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I'd say first off, I mean, the the tough love advice, mm -hmm. which I actually I remember getting it um, when I went off to when I went off to film school. The, you know, the first day they said, "Look, if you don't love this, if this isn't." you know, something that you can see yourself fighting for every day, you know, there's the door and there's a lot of other good programs here. <laughs> you can get, you can get very, you know, go get that business degree and you'll do very well for yourself from a degree in business from USC. Um, so, so, so I think the first thing is, is identify what you really want to want to do. Mm -hmm. And then I think the second part of it is, you know, figure out what within your skill set or your passions work within that area that interests you. You know, um, I have friends who want to make movies, but they can't write. You know, like mm -hmm. they, they know they're not good writers. So they're not trying to be, you know, you know, the next writer, director, mm -hmm. filmmaker, superstar. Like they love, you know, cinematography and they want to be a cinematographer and they want to work at the highest levels in cinematography without making film because they have a great eye for color. They have a great eye for composition. So they take their inherent natural skills and then work really hard at being the best. So, you know, my first thing would say to be, you know, really honestly look at, before you make a big leap, honestly look at what am I passionate about and where do my skills intersect with that passion? Then once you've, you know, found that, then I think, then I think it all comes down to, you know, 
I always say it's like jumping out of the plane, but make sure you have two parachutes. Yeah. You know, they, there's the main chute and then there's the, there's the fallback yes. chute. I think a lot of people jump out with just the one chute. Mm-hmm. And then when that one doesn't work, they just, you know, well, it's flat. Out, yeah. <laughs> and then, and you find them, then they end up coming back, you know, they end up going back to, you know, where they came from and they are upset and disillusioned and, and so on. So, you know, for instance, you know, I went to, to LA to, to write and direct movies mm-hmm. and I am writing directing movies, but I also fell into sound editing and that keeps me in the business. I have a lot of friends who have left LA um, who were in film school with me and have gone on to other careers because there's, you know, not everybody gets to be Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, um, you know, go, but be open to other avenues that you maybe didn't originally think would be your, your path. There are many ways to get to the to the end path. There's a, I can't describe it. There's a, a meme that shows like, you know, how you think success will be. And it's like a straight line going up, like a diagonal line going from <laughs> lo- like, like at the beginning you have nothing. And then a diagonal line at the end, you're successful. Right. Yeah, and then they go, they show the real path and it's and like it's a like, squiggly <laughs> line <laughs> that covers over. the entire piece of paper from the highest highs to the lowest lows. And like, you can have a high, but then go back low again. Like, you know, one exactly. success doesn't mean that you're then successful with the rest of it. And, and I think having your being open to, to different avenues of success will help you, you know, keep your eye on the prize, but also don't be blind to other opportunities that come knocking while you're headed in that direction. And then the last piece of advice is is, is be open to playing the game all out, mm-hmm. which means being willing to fail. You know, if you're a filmmaker, making that film that isn't very good can be just as beneficial for future success as making a film that succeeds because you'll, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Is, is 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 basically because by if you're afraid to fail you'll play big mm-hmm. you'll play all out you know in whatever it is you want to, to do um and going on with that then the last thing is uh um you never know which opportunity is the one that will lead to the big big success so do yeah, your best work always you know it was a student film that got me you know this opportunity to get into sound that I've written for 20 years now. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I didn't go into this student film thinking, oh, this is the film that's going to make yes. my entire sound career, right? Like, I didn't think that as I went into it. I just did my best work, and it happened to be that way. So, you know, you know if, you, if you accept an opportunity to work with someone or to do something, don't kind of, you know... Half-ass it. Yeah. Like, all the way. Yeah, go, yeah. If you're going to do your work, do your work to the best of your ability, not not only will will it maybe open doors for you, but it'll garner you a good reputation because if you want to work in in L.A. and Hollywood, for example, you know no one gets hired off of a resume. Mm-hmm. It's all personal recommendations. I've never hired anybody for any of the things I've done from someone who just sent me a piece of paper and I didn't recognize who they are. It was all personal referrals. And the way you build those personal referrals is when you work with them, you do a great job, and you do it consistently. And if I hear three different people say, "Oh, you got to work with so and so." You're going to work with yeah, that I'll person. Yeah, I'll work with so-and-so, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, too, networking and connect, establishing connections, too, is is just as important, too. Like, And we were mentioning, you know, if you, you go and you constantly put, um, you know, 100% in all you do, and then, the, like you said, like they vouch, they, they can vouch for you. Um, and you, when you have projects, you know, you have this Rolodex of, you know, people that you can kind of rely on because, you know, you've established yeah. that um connection do you think that is something that is definitely needed um 
in such an industry? Yeah, I, I mean, I think in a lot of it, it's not just filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of industries, that's the case. Now, you know, Hollywood's a bit more, it's all compact and in one mm-hmm. space and not spread across the entire country. But I think anytime, you know, networking within your, you know, f- whatever business or or pursuits that you're, uh, you know, what you're trying to achieve. And and, and I think I, I got confused, you know, initially I thought networking went like, you know, like going out to clubs, <laughs> you know, and going out to happy hours <laughs> and, and doing that. Like, yeah, you can do that and meet people socially and that helps just like break the ice. Yeah. But the networking that they're really talking about is the net, is the professional networking of doing great work with someone and then using that great work to meet other people and get on other and building a building a resume of great work um, that people then can share with each other. You know, the, the 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 goal is to get to the point where you're not even having to look for work because other people who are looking, are looking. hear your name and they call you. And you get at, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of the goal, right? You yourself, you don't have to generate every job yourself. And um, for, for those that are listening to, um, if they wanted to uh, partake in the workshop, I mean, is there, do they have to register? Do you know if they have to register? There's, or? Uh, you can register, although, you know, it's, it's tomorrow. I don't know when the podcast <laughs> uh, comes oh, it'll out. Run, it co- it, it, it's, it'll be posted Today, so oh, does you have today? To have the opportunity. So uh, I think you can get it at the door. Mm-hmm. It's at the Hilton. It starts at ten, so I think about nine thirty. Okay. Start registering people. I believe it's thirty five dollars. Yeah, thirty for members and thirty five for non members. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, I think two workshops. Yeah, two workshops this is the morning, which I said is the morning. Yeah, oh, and includes lunch. I mean, it's a it's a <laughs> at the Hilton. I think it's I think it's like the value of it is like thirty three dollars for lunch and then two dollars for me. Oh, but don't whatever. tell anybody that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that yeah, the morning workshop is is more talking about brand and why video works, you know, on social media. And then the afternoon workshop gets more technical, you know, I guess if you, if you want if you were interested in doing one and not the other, but I, uh, you know, there'll, there'll be some overlap, but also they kind of, one leads into the other. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. And then I also want it to be a value. So I'm not going to like, if people start asking questions and want to go down a certain path, that wasn't what I was thinking of talking. I'm just going to go where the, the people in the room will dictate. I want the people in the room to get the most value, you know, for it. So if everybody in the room has never made done a video production before and wants to stay more basic, yeah. then I will. You know, if there's some people who have done both, then we'll cover both. You know, we'll try to to, to target it. But I believe you can uh, register right at the at the door. It, the, it'll start at 10 o'clock at the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can get there at 930 to start um, registering. And I don't know if there's a website there's, for AUW. Yeah, yeah, AUW Long Branch. All right. AAUW Guam Branch. Actually, 10 o'clock, they can show up at 10, or they can come in at 9.32. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. Just come on by. Just just tell them Patrick (laughs) sent you. It'll all be good. Educational experience. It'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is, you know, being born and raised on Guam and then venturing off, too. Was there anything here that you kind of took with you in in when you moved to L.A. in terms of, um, I guess, you know, upbringing and... Definitely, and, definitely. It's funny. So I, I did a podcast earlier this. So earlier this year, in the, the beginning of summer, mm-hmm. uh, just about filmmaking, mm-hmm. and that question got brought up because they're like, "Oh, you're from Guam. You know what was that like?" And and it made me think. And and while I was, I kind of basically did like like therapy on live in the podcast <laughs> while I was talking with them, and kind of what I got was is is you know my my stories are all always about 
human interaction and connection. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up on Guam, it's a tight knit community and something that you don't get when you live in a huge country like America, you know, in the United States where it's spread out, you know, if you, you know, you know, my commute from where I live to where I work in LA is more miles than all of Guam. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I travel further than the whole length of Guam uh, to get to work. It's spread out. Um, But here, you know, I I say, you know, in the States, your fourth cousin thrice removed is stranger. Mm-hmm. Here, that's your best, you know, that, that's your best cousin, and you guys hang out every weekend, and you know what I mean, like your family, yes. your family. You're not a stranger. Your family. There's a connection here, and I think you know what I learned uh, coming from Guam and then going back to the states was seeing how important that connection is, and seeing uh, moving someplace where it's not as strong, and feeling a little bit of that loss. And so a lot of my films are about trying to make sure to remind people that the most important thing, you know, is your connections with other people, not, you know, of course, I don't want to say don't come to my um, (laughs) workshop, but, you know, family and friends are more important than career Mm -hmm. and possessions, you know, lessons of life that you usually hear is, you know, the the regrets in life are not that you didn't own the nicer car. Mm -hmm. It was that you didn't go visit that aunt, you know, uh, or, you know. So, so the close knit relationships you have on Guam, especially within families, you know, family here is, is big, you know, here you can have four generations living in the same house. Right. And that's, that's the way it is. Right. You don't have that in a lot of other places. And, uh, so all of my films are, you know, I'll talk about tomorrow, but my brand that I try to, although I have one film that's science fiction, I have a film that's, I have a script I've written that's a thriller. You know, the the theme is, my brand is, you know, films that entertain an audience while touch, moving, inspiring them to consider what it means to be alive. So regardless of what type of film I'm doing, Mm -hmm. that's kind of my brand. And I think a lot of that comes from growing up someplace where you always had that connection and it was always... It was always there, you know. It's tough to be alone on Guam, which oh. is a good thing, <laughs> you know, because, because you know, your friends and your family are always yeah. right there. And, you know, I, I hope that this is just, you know, I know you mentioned um, um, this is only, what, your third, is it your third time back in general? This is my third time back since I left in 95. Okay. Yeah, and the other two times were for weddings. Okay. So I'm excited to finally come back just to... Be sure. part, be a part of stuff. Yeah, I don't have to be part of a wedding party. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no rehearsal dinners. There's no, uh, but it gives me more time to to, to connect with friends. Yeah. You know, I'll be meeting up with a lot of high school friends, a lot of other friends. And that's that's nice, just to get to see friends. Going back again to, to you know what I said. You know, you know where else can you be gone for 25 years? And then come back, and, then and you come <laughs> back, and 30 people want to have dinner with you Friday night. <laughs> You haven't seen them in 25 years, 30 years, right? And they're like, let's get together. You know, you don't get that in a lot of other places. So it's nice to come back. So I got to come back more often. That's yeah, what I know. And I hope you do because you do. I mean, the the vast knowledge that you have, I mean, that could only help so many more others here on Guam that, that are looking to get into such an industry. But I really, uh, and I know Jason's going to go crazy 
with you on News Extra, especially with the whole George Lucas thing and, and everything. Um, he's going to have a blast. I diss, George Lucas. I diss George Lucas. I'm in trouble. But, but, but thank you so much for coming on and, and just kind of taking the time out to kind of share a little bit of your background and, and, and um, you know, your passion and, and what you, you, know, you bring to the table as far as this workshop. If people want to find out more information about you or maybe like kind of you know, look into what you've done in, um, thus far, I guess, is there anywhere online that they can go to? Yeah. I mean, well, if you go to, uh, so you can, you can, uh, here's my social media, right? You yes. can follow me on, on Instagram <laughs> at P Patrick Hogan, or you can follow me on Twitter. Now this is, here's, here's an example. I, I didn't, I learned poorly cause I got my Twitter a long time ago. <laughs> my Twitter is at soccer nerd with a U N U R D soccer nerd. Now with branding and the knowledge I have, I would have made it my name and tied it in more closely to my prof- being professional. Uh, so the Instagram I got more recently. So I'm, I'm, I'm P. Patrick Hogan uh, and then soccer nerd. Uh, and then I don't know what the thing is. If you want to see what I've done, um, if you just go to IMDB, mm-hmm. type in Patrick Hogan and virtually, and I'm the first name that will pop up on IMDB. And you can see all the credits of a bunch of the stuff that I've, I've worked on and some of the awards and stuff that I've won. Awesome. Thank you so much, Patrick, for coming on. And, and um, again, what, you know, next time, because there will be a next time when you come back to yes. Guam, you know, definitely have to come, uh, have you come back on and, and share what has happened from the time that, since the last time you've been here and, and um, you know, um, maybe you get to work with Spielberg. Someday, then. hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I haven't got there yet. Maybe not, uh, now that I made fun of his friend. Maybe. <laughs> but thank you very much. It was a lot of fun coming here. And I want to thank the AAUW and the Guam International Film Festival and all of the different, you know, it's so amazing to see how Guam has grown even in the time that I've been gone in the media and the arts. It's just really exciting. So I'd like to thank those two organizations specifically for uh, supporting and allowing me a chance to, you know, hopefully share what I've learned. Thank you so much again. And, you know, don't forget when you head over to the KOM Podcast Network to subscribe so you can get alerted every time a new podcast is posted, such as this one. Uh, until then, adios.